0: Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode forty three of the Craft to Career Podcast. This is Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the Craft to Career Podcast. And this week, I am getting ready because, Next week, starting Monday the 7th, the Craft to Career course opens. This is a a once-a-year opportunity to work with me and to learn how to take your craft, your passion, and turn it into a career where you can earn an income. And because that is happening on Monday, I wanted to use this episode to have one of my alumni from one of my past courses come and to use this as a coaching session. And so I have invited Mary Davis of Merry Go Round Quilts to come on the podcast. She has started her very own membership, and we're going to dive deep into that. And she, I know she wanted to reach out, and she had some questions about her membership, how to make it more successful and more lucrative for her. So I wanted to invite her on the podcast so you could hear what a coaching session is like the first 20 people who sign up for the Craft Your Career course on Monday will get a free coaching session with me. And so I wanted you to hear what that that sounds like, what that looks like, that it's some people, you know, when I very first offered that were a bit intimidated, like, oh, I don't know. What is that going to be like? And those coaching sessions are shared with other students in the course. And people got maybe like, oh, what's that going to be like? So I want you to feel comfortable with that, to hear just how, What kinds of things to expect to talk about in a coaching session? It will look different for every person, depending on what your business is and what questions you have, but just kind of what that feels like, how we bounce ideas around. I generally have people say after a coaching session, wow, that was very different than what I was expecting. So I'm not exactly sure what people are expecting with a coaching session, but what you hear today is what you can expect. There's also past episodes where I do coaching sessions where you can go and hear those as well. One is episode 31 with Jenny of Noli Bean. There's also episode 20 where I do a coaching call with Sherry Frayermuth. I have a coaching call with Aaron Grogan in episode 13 and a coaching call with Casey Cometti in episode 11. So you can go and listen to those as well. And get a feel for if the Craft a Career course is something that would be a good fit for you. I will also be offering live Q&A sessions where I will be talking about what we cover in the Craft a Career course. And you can come and ask all of your questions. There will be a link to join the waitlist for those live Q&As in the show notes at quilterscandy.com. And anyone who's on the waitlist for the Craft a Career course will also be updated, and know about those live calls so you can join those. But I really love this course. I look forward to it. It is, like I said, just once a year. It's a six-week course. It will start on Valentine's Day, February 14th, and run for six weeks. And I'm really looking forward to meeting the students who are going to be joining me this year in the Craft to Career course. With that said, let me introduce you to Mary, and we will start our coaching call. Mary, thank you so much for being here on the Craft to Career Podcast.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Mary, it's so fun to have you. You took my very first quilt pattern writing course, one of their, you know, first alumni. Mm-hmm. You were such a pleasure to have there. Mm-hmm. And then it's just been fun to watch you grow and to see what you've been doing. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do in the quilting community?
0: Um, Sure. Well, after taking your class, I, you know, began writing patterns. I've written three of them have been published so far. I have one that comes out end of February. Um, I also started a membership for, um, that supports and features quilt pattern designers and artists of color which has been going super, super well. I had no idea actually until I took your class that I could even do something that I love doing and have a business with it. Um, So I'm really glad because honestly, if it had not been for you, I would have never ever taken this leap to um, start a quilting business. So I have this membership, um, it's open to everybody in all walks of life and in it uh, every other month you get a quilt pattern from a designer of color and you also get to participate in live Q&As with that designer plus other designers in the quilting community and fabric artists and um, it's just been it's been going really good I'm, I'm real happy with it a lot of work a lot of work. Yep.
1: yep. <laughs> you just never know till you jump in how much goes into all that, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I just I mean I'm trying to remember we had a coaching call back when you took the the course. Mm-hmm. And how did this idea come about of the membership? Was it tell me, I don't remember.
0: Well, honestly, seeing your success and in the quilt pattern writing course, you were very transparent about your business, um, how much you could make in a business, and what you do. And it's like, holy crap Well. I I mean, like I said, I had no idea it was possible. And then after that, I thought, you know, I could do something like this. And you had a membership and it inspired me to want to start my membership, just have it featuring more quilters of color. And um, you helped me, you know, kind of walk through all the steps of what it would take to get this done. And um, that's that's about it. Then it happened. I was, yeah. I was a little nervous cause I, I feel like I kind of jumped in kind of fast, but you're like, um, you would always say, you know, don't wait. Cause there's not really a good time to start. You just have to mm-hmm. make a plan, set a date, do it.
1: <laughs> yes. What wise words. No. <laughs> I I really do love too, that you are a woman of color. This is something that is true to you. I love when people can find a niche. I'm big on Mm -hmm. that of something that has that there's a void and you found that and you did that. Mm -hmm. I love it. So, and I love too that this happened to be in February it's black history month. And I am curious if you can touch on a little bit, why you think there is not as much representation in the quilting community Mm -hmm. for women of color, men, people of color.
0: Yeah. Um, my thoughts, I don't want people to get mad at me. But my thought is that they just people of color might not know that this is available to them. They might not know that it's possible for them to become pattern designers, that they can, you know, make money selling patterns and designing patterns. And I think maybe as a people, we're a little bit guarded with um, what we put out into the mainstream. And um, I think that it kind of holds some people back. You know, I know it did with me. I never thought that I was good enough to do any type of business that would be in a crafting capacity where I could work for myself. You know, I see all these other people doing it, but, and they were mostly, you know, largely the white community. And, but I thought, oh, they're just better. They're, they're going to get more people, you know, more people are going to be attracted to them, but, but it's not always true. It's just that the majority of the community is white. So that's what everybody is gravitating toward because they don't know any, a lot of people of color who would be in the industry, who they can go to for patterns and tutorials and things that they would like. I feel like there's very few, um, you know, African-American quilt pattern designers out there. And I just think it would be really nice if we could make our way into this quilting community and just do it, do something that you love. You know, you you shouldn't let it hold you back because of your color or your race or whatever, and not thinking that you're good enough or not good enough.
1: Absolutely. So, and I'm curious because you do have uh, pattern designers of color every Mm -hmm. other month. How has that been finding designers? Because like you said, (laughs) there aren't as many, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That has been a challenge for me. I think um, initially my only option, was I was going through Instagram, I was looking at hashtags for black quilters, for Indian quilters, for Asian quilters. I mean, just anything I can think of, I was looking at that hashtag to see if I can find people represented in that area. And um, so that's how I found a lot of people. And then actually once I announced that I was going to be starting this membership, I did have quite a few people um, reach out to me and DM me and say, you know, oh, you know, there's this person and, you know, talk to this person and that person. So um, everybody out there was like super helpful with giving me lots of um ideas to try and find other quilters and designers.
1: Okay, that makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's been yeah, a just I mean tough. that's the community.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
1: tough. Well, and so we had talked about coming on here and talking, doing some coaching. You mm-hmm. had some questions. Mm-hmm. Um So why don't you go ahead? You can just ask your questions. I have some things that I want to share. Oh, well, and don't forget to remind me at the end. I'm curious about you being a Baby Lock ambassador and Aurifil artisan. So I do want to ask about that, but we'll save that to the end. So let's jump into the coaching (laughs) call.
0: (laughs) All righty. Okay. So one of my questions is I know a lot of people that have memberships open and close them, like when you're in a role in college and you can only enroll for like the spring semester at this time. And then it's closed until the next semester. And I haven't done that with my membership. Um, I think a part of me was worried that I wouldn't get um, enough people signing back up (laughs) if I close it. Mm
1: -hmm. So I'm, I'm
0: just torn on do I, don't I close and open.
1: Okay. And I'm so glad you asked that question because, because I have a lot to say on it. So <laughs> I, I studied memberships before I opened mine and I heard over and over again, you have to have an open and close. And um, I'm someone who likes to kind of question well why just because you say so I don't mm-hmm. know that I buy that you know so I did it I went first with having it an open close and I saw every time I opened the doors for registration my numbers would go up and then I would op- every three months is when I'd open it so the numbers mm-hmm. would go down a little bit and then go back up but it was an uphill trajectory so it would still continue to grow up go up but you know kind of up and down. Mm -hmm. And then I saw someone else with a really successful membership whose registration was open all the time. And I was like, I'm going to just try it. I am just going to try it. So I did. I opened registration all the time. Immediately. My numbers went down. I was like, what? (laughs) And I don't know the psychology behind it. This is what I've heard. And it makes sense to me. One, if you're in that membership and you know, something's coming up in two months that you want access to, which requires then the, the owner of the membership to be teasing what's coming up in a couple of months. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things. But but if you're in that membership and you think, oh man, I really want that, but I know if I leave, I cannot come back and the registration won't open until after that. Or what if I miss it? There is something psychologically to that, that, that is a thing. And there's also something to I mean, how many times have you scrolled through Instagram or a website and you saw something you like, and you save it for later because because you can because it's all yeah. always there? Or if you see something you like and it's only available today, you buy it because oh my gosh, I'm I'm going to lose that. I won't have that. So there yeah. is something psychologically to that. So okay. I do recommend opening and closing the registration. Okay. Figuring out how often. Um, every, every couple of months. If there's something major coming up, you could do a flash doors are open right now. We have this great guest presentation, but make that very rare. And in between you really want to, to make it a scarcity thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and some people think, Oh, that's yuck. That's, that's slimy. It's not, it's doing what works for business and understanding the human psyche. And, um, so yes, I do recommend opening and okay. closing.
0: Okay. And do you evaluate every time you, um, open and close, you know, should I raise the membership? Do you do it like once a year? How often is Yes. This?
1: So I had, I started with my membership price being $10 and some of those lucky people who joined still are only paying $10 a month. It's mm-hmm. now 15 a month. And I don't know, I might raise it a couple more dollars down the road a little bit mm-hmm. um, because, because, because I'm adding some things like some prizes and incentives and guest speakers, a sampler quilt. Mm-hmm. Um, so the value I feel goes up in the members. And I also, I, every time someone cancels their membership, I send them an email that I've pre-written out, but I want to hear from them. And I really do gather their feedback. Some people don't respond, but most people do. And they'll tell me why they've decided to pause the membership or to leave and what what it would take for them to come back. And I've gotten some really great feedback. Now, some of it you cannot implement all of it. Otherwise, you're (laughs) pleasing no one. You know, you're trying to please everyone and you please no one. Um, But some things have been very helpful for me as takeaways that I'm like, or patterns. If I see multiple people saying this, then I'm like, okay, let's, let's look at that and think about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So asking the people who leave just for their feedback, thanking them for joining, letting them know you'd love mm-hmm. to have them back. And if they have any feedback, you'd love to hear it.
0: Okay. Yeah. because um, I wasn't sure if people would think if I wrote, if I did raise my price a dollar or two, if they would think that they're getting, um, the value, you know, I, I worry like, oh, is it worth it? You know, am I not offering enough? Do I need to offer more?
1: (laughs) No. Well, and, and don't be confused. I guess when I said, I feel like I'm adding more value. You don't have to go crazy and add all these things. I mean, the thing that you're offering is a value as is Mm -hmm. you are offering a community in the space for people of all, colors and genders to come and learn about women of color that Mm -hmm. is of value and so I think you can safely raise your price to twelve dollars and then next year see if you want to raise it again Um, for one that rewards the people who've been there from the beginning telling them thank you so much for being here this is working out this is going in a good direction and Mm -hmm. you get grandfathered into that price. Now, when they cancel their membership and join back, they don't get to keep that, you know? Um, Yeah. But I do think you are at a place where you could raise the price.
0: Okay. I'll think of maybe try that, close it, open back up, and then kind of a relaunch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And one thing I noticed, you had sent me an email with your questions. You said, when you very first opened your membership because it was new, you were talking about it all the time, it was going really well. And I feel like you kind of answered your own question there, but because it's not as frequently talked about, it, you're yeah. not seeing the same results. And so if this is your main money earner, I would focus on that 99% of the time. Your posts, okay. your stories, even I'm looking at your Instagram bio, I would put in there host of the, what do you call your membership?
0: Just the merry-go-round membership.
1: Okay. Host of the merry-go-round membership, bringing awareness to, is it women of color or quilters of color? Is it gender specific or?
0: No, it's not gender specific. Okay. So yeah. yeah.
1: So host of the merry-go-round membership, bringing awareness to quilters of color, uh, and, And when you click the link in your bio, I would have the very first tab at the top say learn about Merry-Go-Round membership. There is The third one down says Merry-Go-Round membership. I would have the first one say (laughs) learn more about Merry-Go-Round membership. And then that landing page. And yeah, that's perfect. In fact, I would just go through and look at that landing page that you have that goes through Merry-Go-Round membership and Mm -hmm. really um, beef it up, add in testimonials, share past presenters. Uh, what else could we do here? Share. I do like that you have the next January's designer, but I would share some of the past designers and guest presenters so that people can really get a feel for what has been. So they know what to, if you have a calendar yeah. of what's coming up, share that. Um, yeah. Yeah, beef it up and just add a lot more. You could even do a video of your I would definitely add a photo oh. of you and hey. a video of you talking about the membership and why you decided to do this.
0: Oh, you have such great ideas. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> and in your your Instagram feed, so you are still writing and selling quilt patterns as well, is that right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And you you want to keep focusing on that as well. You want to have these two parts of your business. Yes. Okay, so maybe more seventy five percent. I mean, I am assuming the membership brings in more money. I could be wrong. Yeah, Is that right. <laughs> it does. Okay, uh, and same for me. Um, so I would spend more time, more posts. Definitely do some reels talking about the membership show showcasing, you know, all the things that we talked about for your website, do the same for your Instagram feed, just so people start to associate. Oh yeah. She's the one with that membership when they think. Okay. It
0: be- yeah. Cause it has been a while since I know a lot of people do those, um, you know, hi, it has, it's been a while since I've been on here. I just want to introduce myself and they have a picture and then a list of things about them. And, um, and I never do that. <laughs> so, do you know, what though, I wouldn't,
1: okay. I wouldn't do the, hi, it's been a while for one, when people do that, I'm like, well, why has it been a while? No one, I mean, <laughs> no one has probably noticed when people do that. I'm like, where have you been? No, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, but, um, I would just start doing it. Just start talking about the membership, showcasing, okay. share, you know, all of those things, um,
0: And I I think my next question is kind of answered already when I was, I question, I have my free blog, I have my membership site. What content do I put in each? Should I be focusing? I know I need to focus on the membership because that's the paid area, but do I need to also kind of regularly be putting stuff on the free blog just to get people there?
1: if you have the capacity and the, the energy to do that, that'd be great. And I mean, and I say that because sometimes you just don't. And if you don't, if you're at your, if, if you're filled to the brim with what you're doing right now, don't worry about it. If you mm-hmm. get into a routine and you start feeling like, okay, I've got this. I could add something else to my plate. Then I would look at the blog and I would do the same kind of thing that I've been talking about. Let's say you have a guest, porphyria will say as a guest Mm -hmm. in your membership i would do a guest blog post not a guest blog post a blog post highlighting her where you're just sharing why you invited her to the membership and then invite people with a link be sure to join and learn more join us in meeting porphyria and Mm -hmm. here's the wait list for the membership so when it comes to posting content a lot of times people are thinking I really need to push when there's a launch, when the doors open, that's when I'm going to talk about the membership or my pattern or whatever. It's actually the opposite around like you want to be talking about your membership when the doors are closed. So people feel that FOMO. So there is a sense of urgency of, man, I am missing out. They keep talking about this and I'm not a part of it. So Mm -hmm. really be pushing and talking about and, asking you know you can do fun incentives for your members to post about the membership things that they're making do a little competition or a prize if they make and post about what they're doing you just want as much advertising Mm -hmm. and marketing and then when the doors open it's just a continuation but people are like oh finally I can join you know
0: yeah yeah that sounds really good and speaking of that leads me into my next question about member engagement and um I have my monthly sipancy meetings, which I kind of lacked on because I wasn't getting people to participate. Um, in the beginning, yeah, they did, but then they—I um, mean, I had one week where I got on and there was <laughs> nobody there. But that's mm-hmm. going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, So what I started doing was inviting a little a guest member to come to the sipancy. To kind of get people involved that way, and like this past month, we had um, an orfel Master Educator, Karen. Is it Karen? And so, so, so good, and I was like so excited. I learned a ton, you know. So, and and she's not a person of color; she's white. But the objective for my sippancy is basically to um, just get somebody in there who's not necessarily a pattern designer, but somebody who would spark some interest in the quilting community that people would want to know about or to learn about. So, um, Absolutely. so I started doing that, but I'm thinking, do I need to do that every month or?
1: Well, <laughs> did you have to pay her to come?
0: No. Everybody's been oh, like, well, so then, yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Then I would say do it every month. That would be awesome. I mean, okay. and I would, Be sure to post about it for the members who didn't make it so that they make sure to make it the next time. Uh, And I just love I have got to give you props here for looking at a situation and realizing it's not working the way you want it to. And pivoting and trying something new because a lot Mm -hmm. of times people are like, well, that's not working. I guess I won't do that anymore. But to to look at what's not working about this, let me try something else. So I just have to give you a round of applause there for doing that because that's really, really (laughs) advanced and hard to do. So good job.
0: Thanks. I think, you know, um, I'm sure it happens with you too. You just like can't sleep at night sometimes because you, you have all these ideas and you're thinking, well, should I try this? Should I try that? Should I get rid of this? And what should I do? And then your head just explodes and you finally fall asleep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Never. No, I've never had that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so I haven't, I, I haven't gotten my members to, and I need to work on that somehow they haven't been making the patterns or if they are, they aren't posting. I know one person who did make the Flores quilt from Laura Raquel quilts and she posted about it, but it was just one. And I'm thinking, how do I get
1: people more involved? Definitely. And that's a fun one to really play with ideas. You could even do a poll with your members and say, what would be the biggest incentive for you to make and post your oh. uh, quilts. Uh
0: huh. They
1: they they know themselves the best, you know, and <laughs> and they will probably offer you some great ideas that you wouldn't have come up with on your own.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a
1: big one. That's a really big one to have them posting and sharing a you just want people to see, oh, there is this community here. That's Mm -hmm. really fun. I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So that's a really big one. Um, And if they don't have ideas, just offering prizes, having incentives in my membership. After you make six projects, you earn a pattern that I don't release or sell anywhere else. Um, Mm -hmm. They can earn a necklace after that. So there's prizes for. And then every once in a while, I'll offer a fabric bundle that month for doing that month's specific thing. Um, mm-hmm. So we yeah. having a show and tell.
0: And you're in, um, like an ambassador for our gallery. So you have the ability to give them fabric. That... I'm
1: not anymore, actually. Oh. That was just a one year thing. So I actually now I do have a few wholesale accounts. And so I'll just go if there's a fabric bundle I really love, I'll just buy a few of them and save them on hand for a -hmm. giveaway or go and buy that because it's, I've, I've paid for Facebook ads and Instagram ads and I've Mm -hmm. bought a bundle of fabric and I know which one is the better value. It's the fabric (laughs) bundle and it's a great way to get marketing without having to pay for these ads, you know, so it's worth paying some for that.
0: Okay. I like that idea.
1: And I'm, yeah, I'm looking at your website. So again, I'm pulling it up on my phone, but most people probably are. So when I open it up, it says, welcome to Merry-Go-Round Quilts. Beautiful photo. I love that there's a photo of you. I would take more advantage of that real estate space, right? When people go to your homepage, I would say something about home of Merry-Go-Round membership, Uh, And then underneath in smaller words, learn more here and then have a link to your membership page. And right underneath it says, welcome to my blog. My name is Mary Davis. I would say welcome to or something about the membership right there or hi, I'm Mary. And then underneath Mary Davis, founder of Merry-Go-Round Quilting Membership. Oh, okay. And then tell your story of why you started the membership. So just make the whole experience when people go to your page, really push the membership that that's what they see when they go there. And then uh-huh. you can mention at the end, I'm also a quilt pattern designer, but you want the focus to be the membership.
0: Okay. okay. I think that's a good idea. Thank you. I like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Very
0: good. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's like that's one of the fun. things. And, and I know you can, I like how I have WordPress and you can see, The traffic to your site and how many people have logged into your, um, Mm -hmm. membership. And so I do need to get those logins up for people getting into the membership site. So, but the other number isn't as bad. Okay. So growing your email list
1: and I have,
0: um, I'm like paying for like every single thing I can learn. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I um, joined the um, Amy Porterfield list building course because I had heard really good things about that. And she talks about lead magnets and um, you know something that you can offer to somebody in exchange for their email. And I'm like really struggling on what, I can use for a lead magnet. Should my lead magnet be to my free site? Should it be something for my membership? I'm just not sure which to do. Okay, I'm thinking,
1: and this is me just spitting out ideas because this is what I do. But I would love—I think it'd be so cool if you offered some sort of story or, or fact sheet or something that talked about the history of quilting for, uh, African American women, as you yourself oh. are a woman, an African American woman, just, I don't know much about that. And I'd be fascinated to learn a little bit. No, about okay. it. And so if you shared an opt-in where you, you created a P you could also do a blog post, but Whatever you put in that blog post, put it in a beautiful PDF download that people can type and that maybe has a little bit more information or links or something where Mm -hmm. they can get that free PDF and read that. That'd be one. Um, I always think a good quiz is fun to do, to create. It takes a little bit more work, so that might be something to put on the back burner. But, um, (laughs) and let's see, as far as a quiz, oh, I would probably tie that in somehow with your membership. Of which past guest visitor are you? Do you, are you most like, or which past uh, quilt block, something like that?
0: Oh, that's interesting. Where do you come and up with this stuff? I don't. My,
1: like you said, my brain doesn't shut off. <laughs> so and I like that. And all that. is a
0: discount. Yeah, because the the quiz isn't um, anything that would get emails, though.
1: It does. It does. Um, In fact, let me look here where which quiz I recommend using. Uh, Yes, in order for people to get the results, they have to go and type in their email address and then the results are emailed to them.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm hmm. because. I know when I did the um, a quilt Odyssey sampler this past summer that Amanda with Broadcloth Studios did, she set up that really cool quiz. And it was like, which star block are you? So, yeah. Yep. yeah. And that was, like, fun. People do so, like that.
1: Well, it's fun. I mean, they've been doing that in, what, 17 Magazine forever, you know, all the little <laughs> magazines, because we like it. It's fun. So, Interact.com. It's T-R-Y... I-N-T-E-R-A-C-T dot com. It's a website that makes it super easy to create a quiz and gather people's email addresses. Oh,
0: that's cool. That's a mm-hmm. fun that's idea. pretty
1: easy. Because
0: I was thinking, you know, oh, maybe I could do like a info sheet on how to make different types of flying geese. But that doesn't really promote my membership at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would really take advantage of this cool niche that you have. Do something in your niche because okay. any quilter out there could do flying geese block. But even mm-hmm. if you were to do some sort of block, I would find something that's more of like a, is it G's bend? G's mm-hmm. bend I say. I, I've yeah. only read it. I haven't heard it. A G's bend, how to recreate this kind of look type of a tutorial or, or some African quilt I don't know something that really ties into hmm. you and your niche that's very different from what you can find anywhere else you know
0: hmm. okay I'll put some thought into that that's that's a really cool idea I like that
1: <laughs> yeah I think it's really fun and and it's very unique you know it's something that's not been done before and even if it has it's it's you it's very true to who you are and mm-hmm. and what you offer in your membership which mm-hmm. I would always put at the end of your email sequences any email where you're sending it put in a link if you like this you would love the merry-go-round membership be sure to join the wait list here and always be inviting people to do that because if they're liking oh. what this content is then they are going to like your membership
0: okay yeah Yeah, because I I like how you do yours and I noticed that, um, and like they had said in the one course I joined, that um, you want to put links not just at the end of your post, you want to do it throughout because people might not want to read all the way to the bottom and they just want to go ahead and sign up and do it right there at the beginning, but to give them options as they're going along. And I like how you do yours like that.
1: Yep. In fact, with let's say you do an opt-in for, I don't know, a free quilt pattern block. So that first email you send, I would do a picture and say, just, just like I promised, here's your block and have a little button where they click and get it. And right under that, I would put another button so they see it right next to each other. Do you like this? Join the wait list for the membership for the merry-go-round membership. So instantly, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to hope that they're going to scroll down and see that you want them to see them right next to each other so that you're there for sure going to see that next thing. And then underneath it, talk more about the membership. So if they're interested, they're like, wait, what is this? And they go and read more. But you want you don't (laughs) want to just roll the dice that they might see it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're giving me so much work to do. I'm already stressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah um, my, This is the fun part. I just come up with ideas.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, go.
1: Then <laughs> I send you off. Yep. <laughs> come back. Let me know how that goes. <laughs>
0: no. um, but yeah,
1: any, any other last pressing questions you've got?
0: Um, the only other thing was marketing, but I think uh, all the other ideas kind of tie into how to do that. Oh, well, oh, I was just gonna say that I'm gonna go to QuiltCon for the first time, and I had some little postcards made up so that um, they talk about the membership and what they can get in the membership. So I'm hoping to. You know, if I talk to people in passing, I can just kind of hand one out. (laughs) But it's kind of fun to make that stuff.
1: Yeah, and I I would not just in passing hand it out, but be like, oh, hey, this is so fun to meet you. Hey, be sure to check out my membership. It may or may not be a good fit for you, but if it is, I'd love to see you there. So instead Mm -hmm. of just, like, embarrassingly handing it, but just... (laughs) Um, you know, own it a little bit more and, and know that it is pretty darn cool what you have. And yeah, they they'll be interested, you know, it'll be a fun way to keep in touch with this new friend that you've made. And
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. So
1: yes, I also did want to ask because I see that you're an Aurifil artisan and a baby lock ambassador. Mm -hmm. Can you just share how you got into doing that? And what that's been like for you? Are you happy you're doing
0: it? Sure. Um, With Orophil, you know, well, to back up, I'm pretty, I have only been on Instagram maybe a year and a half. When I started your, when I took your class, I had just kind of started posting here and there, but nothing major. And um, so I didn't know about these ambassadorships and all that other stuff. And as I kind of grew my following and stuff, on Instagram and from your class, Hillary of Orifil, um, who was their uh, marketing person told us that they were um, opening the applications for artisans. And I thought, oh, that sounds like fun, but I would never, <laughs> never get selected for anything like that. And then I think I just kind of, like I was talking with my daughter and other people and they're like, just go for it. So on maybe like the last day that you could submit applications. I went ahead and filled it out and I got it and I was so, so, so excited. And um, it's great. Um, I love the thread. It doesn't like lint up in my machine like the stuff I was buying from Joanne's was doing. And um, we have monthly challenges. You don't have to sign up for all of them. You have to do like a minimum amount of monthly challenges using the AuraField thread. Um, and they give you the challenge topic um, or they have industry challenges too, where you get fabric from uh, a designer and then you have to just make something with it and post about it. They'll send you the fabric and they'll send you a spool of thread that matches. So um, for me, I use it for quilting because I like doing the free motion quilting. And I just recently did a Victoria Finley Wolf uh, project that I had received four bundles, or I'm sorry, four fat quarters. I wish it was four bundles. And I'm in a tote bag with it. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I like it. It's, it's just, it's fun. And it kind of gets me thinking in another direction of, you know, what kind of project should I do? I don't want to do the same thing every month. So it's, uh, it's been good. I like it. That's really cool. Good oh, job.
1: Man. Like going out there and putting yourself out there and what's the word applying? <laughs> yeah. At the last minute.
0: Yeah. And for the baby lock, I had um, you know, I thought this is what I do. I spend all my free time sewing. I should look into being an ambassador for a sewing machine company. And I started looking through um to see who had deadlines that I hadn't already missed and um, baby lock is really well known they have what I like is that they have the sewing machines and they have the quilting machines and um, so I applied for that one did the whole interview process and um I got that and I was so 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 excited also and I have my my lyric and then I have my regent which I do my free motion quilting on which is cool. I didn't think that I was going to get so cool. two cool. machines, but they have, um, again, challenges that you have to do. Well, alongs, and, um, you're a baby lock ambassador also. <laughs> so yes. it's, um, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to, for what that, what that's going to bring in the coming years.
1: Same. Yeah. I know that baby lock has some in-person, stuff that we couldn't do because of COVID last year. I don't know how that's going to look this year, but I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that we'll be yeah. able to go and do that. How fun would that be? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The classes, that would be nice. Yeah. And I like that they have all the tutorials for the machine and the videos for the machines. So, cause sometimes you don't want to read, you just want to watch somebody else do it and be like, Oh, okay. I got this.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, I'm just, I mean, I'm so impressed with all that you've done. You are a go-getter. It does take having that, like, I don't know what you call it, go getterness There's a word for it, but I can't think of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're, you're just doing a great job and it's very cool. I, I love it. So keep Thank it you. up.
0: wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't taken your course honestly I would have still been sitting here by you know spending millions of dollars a year on everybody else's quilt patterns (laughs) and and just going about my life (laughs) wishing that I could have been more
1: you are a go-getter that's why so so for our (laughs) listeners if they want to find you where where should they go to find you
0: um everything at Merry Go Round Quilts, my website, Mary my Instagram, Mary Round Quilts. And just so you know that it's M-A-R-Y for Merry Go Round. Cause just remember my name is Mary and Mary Go Round. So
1: that's it. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. M-E-R-R-Y. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's M-A-R-Y. Very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, wow. thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. Mary, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You are such a fun student to have, and I'm just really proud of you for jumping in and getting started with your business. And I am excited for you to apply the things that we talked about today to see the growth that comes from that. So please do keep in touch. And thanks again for being here. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe and review the podcast. You do not want to miss an episode. We've got some great guests coming up. And also, if this is something that you are loving, that you know you have a craft and you want to turn it into a career, or you've already started, but you just haven't seen the growth that you've wanted to see, then come and join me in the Craft to Career course. The registration opens February 7th, and we will do a deep dive. I'll hold your hand. You will take the steps, learn the things you need to do to successfully turn your craft into a career. Thanks so much for being here for the Crafty Career podcast. I'll see you next Friday with a brand new episode. And I cannot wait to see those of you who joined me in the Crafty Career course. Have a wonderful week.